0: You and I, we know that there's a reason why celebrities look really young. Now, just to be sure we are talking about the same thing, I'm gonna tell you the answer. It's Botox. No, it isn't any magic cream or some crazy skin routine. It is Botox. If a good skin routine is way powder, Botox is anabolic steroids. Whey is all good and fine, steroids are a little bit of cheating. This episode, I'm gonna talk about Botox and more specifically about Botox in the Gyna Clinic. Welcome to the G-Spot. I am your host, Dr. Arvind Santosh. I am a doctor of modern medicine, specializing in OB-GYN. In this podcast, I talk about women's health, reproductive rights, sex education, medicine, and about things which have an effect on all of these. This episode was made as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. So, Botox is what? Botox is short for botulinum toxin. It is one of the most poisonous substances in the world. Just 0.000000002 grams of this can kill you. To put it another way, 4 kilograms of vaporized Botox can kill the entire population of the world. So essentially, it can kill more people than an atom bomb compared to a weight to weight basis. But what really is Botox? It is a protein, a protein which is toxic. A protein which is toxic produced by a bacteria called Clostridium botulinum. The first time botulism as a condition was identified was in 1793 in a village in Germany. People got sick and died after eating blood sausage, a local delicacy. In 1822, the German physician Justinus Kerner published the first complete description of the symptoms of botulism. After extensive clinical observations and animal experiments, he concluded that the toxin develops in bad sausages under anaerobic conditions. He also postulated that the toxin is a biological substance and acts on the nervous system and is lethal in even small amounts. Kerner hypothesized that this sausage toxin could be used to treat a variety of diseases caused by an overactive nervous system, making him the first to suggest that it could be used therapeutically. This was called as botulism because the Latin word botulus means sausage. Now people thought only canned meat or improperly cooked or stored meat causes botulism. It has been proved to be false. Clostridium botulinum, the bacteria which produces Botox, is anaerobic, meaning it grows in a place without oxygen. Tinned food is a very good place for this bacteria to grow. Another aspect is spores of this bacteria. Spores are like a shell. This shell can tolerate harsh environmental conditions. When the conditions are right, these spores can transform into bacteria. The issue is, these spores are everywhere. On your table, on your floor, on the dustbin, containers, and even in some food substances like honey. There used to be a tradition. And it is still followed in some villages. The grandmother or some elder gives a newborn baby honey. The idea being, if the first meal of the baby is sweet, the baby will have a very good life. Now, if this honey has pores, there is a chance for them to grow into bacteria in the intestines of the baby. This causes a disease called infant botulism, which is very dangerous. How does Botox act? See, our nerves send signals to the muscles to contract. Without these signals, the muscles won't contract and if the muscle doesn't contract, it becomes loose and relaxed. At any point of time, multiple muscles are in a state of contraction and their opposing muscles in a state of relaxation. So if all the muscles were to be relaxed, you will drop on the floor, not being able to stand. Also, the muscles responsible for breathing won't be working and you'll die in a few minutes. Now most often botulism doesn't affect the entire body, it just affects the group of muscles in all. For example, while getting Botox in the corners of the eye, it might cause your eyelids to droop. When you inhale vapor Botox, it affects your breathing muscles. And rarely, it can affect the entire body in cases of infant botulism. With all that said, remember the German doctor I told you about? His idea that Botox can be used to treat diseases caused by overactive nervous system was actually made true in 1978. Dr. Alan B. Scott was the first person to use Botox for a condition called Stabismus. Stabismus is a condition where one or more of the muscles controlling the eyeball have a spasm. When Botox was injected into the muscle with spasm, it relaxed and helped treat Stabismus. The most common use of Botox is for cosmetic procedures. Injecting Botox on the forehead and around the eyes, reduce wrinkles on the forehead and cross feet. Nowadays we have preventive Botox where people in the 20s are getting Botox so they can prevent getting wrinkles in the first place. So what about the office? is there a role for Botox in ob Definitely yes, women can have a lot of conditions that cause pelvic pain. Some of these are due to spasms and overactive nervous signals. Let me give you an overview. Vaginismus is a condition caused by involuntary, recurrent, and persistent contractions of the perineal muscles that surround the outer third of the vagina. It occurs during sexual intercourse or penetration with a sab, a tampon, or a vaginal speculum during gynaecological examination. This involuntary contraction of the perineal muscles can even make sexual life impossible. It is that painful. Another condition is called vulvodynia. Vulvodynia is a sexual dysfunction manifested by vulvar pain and orgasmic difficulties that cause a difficult sexual life. Women with vulvodynia have severe pain over their vulva or genital region, making it a nightmare situation. Another condition is chronic pelvic pain. It is actually a group of conditions caused by nerves in the pelvis or hip region becoming sensitive. This can be one or more nerves causing immense pain all around the pelvis or in certain parts of the pelvis. The last condition is called interstitial cystitis or the painful bladder syndrome, where the nerves tied to the bladder have improper signals causing severe pain in the bladder. The Food and Drug Administration of the USA has not approved Botox for gynecological uses yet. But studies show that they work very well compared to many existing treatment modalities. Many medical boards have now included Botox in their treatment protocols. So if you have been diagnosed with any of these conditions or know someone who has, Botox is a very good option. In September 2005, the FDA said the use of Botox has resulted in 28 deaths between 1989 to 2003, though none were attributed to cosmetic use. So, Botox is quite safe if done by a trained doctor. And if you feel the need of getting Botox for cosmetic reasons, do consult a dermatologist. There are people who are aestheticians and others who have a certification and so on, but they may not have a degree in dermatology. So please be careful and do your research before getting it done. So I'll be saying goodbye, take care of yourself and if possible the people around you. And use sunscreen. See you, same place, same time, next week. This podcast represents the opinions of Dr. Arvind Santosh and his guests to the show. The content here should not be used as medical advice. The content here is for information purposes only and because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.